When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps. I'm Brian Ferguson. Today, my guest has been a part of professional wrestling for many years. He is a manager and a promoter. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Brian Thompson. Brian, thanks for coming on Bumps and Thumps. Yeah, uh, excited to be here and join your show. Appreciate the invite. So looking forward to talking a little wrestling. I don't get to do that as much these days, so looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, I've seen you uh, on TV, at a couple shows, and I saw you a couple weeks ago on YouTube, and I was like, you know, I'm going to reach out to that guy. That's and then And then I find out. On? I'm like. I was on a YouTube. It was, I think it was on traditional championship wrestling. Yeah, TCW. Yeah, and. And then I did a little more research on you, and I realized you only live 45 minutes from where I'm from, and you live in Lebanon, Missouri. So I was like, wow. what a Pretty impressive uh, digging up, you know, information there. I'm, I'm you're definitely a journalist for sure. So, yeah, I better, better lock my doors, man. This this guy finds you out there, people. <laughs> uh, that's all good stuff. I don't I, Like I said, I don't get to talk as much about wrestling these days, so I was looking forward to this opportunity. I was just curious uh, – what you might have seen or where, you know, and, and hearing that you live in the area, dabbled a little bit in this region with some wrestling shows and so forth. So it's yeah. interesting that you found me do the old TCW stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for the, the, the podcast here. So I want to get into, if we can, mm-hmm. uh, where you grew up and uh, your upbringing and that. Uh, sure. where, where are you from? Originally grew up in the Boot Hill, the great state of Missouri. Uh, Dexter, Missouri is my hometown. 
technically, you know, in journalists, you're, you're a native of where you were born. So I was actually born in Sykes and never lived there minus, I guess, how many ever days I was in the hospital. But <laughs> I grew up in Dexter, Missouri in the Boot Hill part of the state. So great upbringing, great parents. They still live there. So I still uh, pass through Dexter a few times a year. Okay. Uh, so ended up going to college at Three Rivers Community College in Popper Bluff and then ended up in uh, Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas, as far as, you know, college career and that sort of thing. So got my degree in public relations, a uh, minor in marketing. So journalism with an emphasis in public relations is how it's broken down. But, and of course, uh, <laughs> about the same time as I was trying that education, got an education in pro wrestling. I know we're going to go into that, but that's, yeah. that's kinda what led to being on something like this. So. Well, yeah, and I wanted to get into that next. How did you get into the pro wrestling business? Oh, man, time flies when you're having fun. So I, you know, I was a big fan, like all of us growing up. Uh, five or six years old is my first recollection of getting into pro wrestling and then as a fan. And then so, you know, the Internet age, you know, I grew up, you know, 1990, I was a 80s, 80s baby, 90s teenager or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Internet was becoming prevalent. And so late 90s, 98, 99, I decided I was going to do the little wrestling website when they had the free websites that, that looked horrible by today's standards. But, you know, you thought you were doing something <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I started, I was going to independent shows in the Boot Hill and different parts of Missouri, you know, mostly the Boot Hill, Missouri, maybe some in East Tennessee or West Tennessee, excuse me, at the time. And um, I was covering shows. And so one promotion that would come to Cape Girardeau, Missouri was Midwest Renegade Wrestling. So I would cover their shows and some information about them and started connecting with a few of the guys on that card. And long story short, later on, that, that group disbanded and the promoters kind of, you know, it, it never fails egos we all get you know we all have our egos and directions we want to take but the promotion split up and there was one one form of it called gateway championship wrestling owned by uh big ben oliver big bad ben was his ring name in the ring and he hit me up one day and said do you want to you know he had heard i guess i wanted to be an announcer in the wrestling business said do you want to step up to the plate and ring announce may 20th 2000 the answer is a ecstatic yes and so that's where it all started. So my first show was May 20th of 2000 for Gateway Championship Wrestling in Mexico, Missouri. So Mexico, Missouri. Uh, man, I've, and I've got it on VHS. And, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that would never see a lot of days. So, But yeah. it was quite funny to see a 19-year-old me ring announcing in Mexico. A 19-year-old and probably 80 pounds lighter me. <laughs> announcing in Mexico, Missouri. So I don't know if I want to take the youth part back, but I take the the lower weight back. So yeah. it's what it is, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I totally. Well, you know, we were. Uh, I was doing some research like I said earlier, and I saw you in some of these other promotions. I saw you in. How did you get involved with traditional championship wrestling? That was out of Arkansas, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, it was based in Arkansas. Matt Riviera it was his promotion. So that, yeah, that, you kind of fast forward a little bit to get to that point. But yeah, I, I just I had met Matt uh, I think in West Memphis, Arkansas. He was he was coming over to a show I was involved with, and we we connected some way through that. This first time I met him, we actually I think talked on the phone before we actually met in person, and we had mutual friends in the wrestling business. But that's how I got plugged in there with Matt Riviera and, and meeting him and so forth. So you know, good opportunity there and. Probably uh, most people 
I guess as far as anything on me out there, that's probably the, the biggest known thing I've been able to do and be a part of because it had pretty good television clearance at one point yeah. in time. Got to work with Chris Cruz of WCW fame. Oh, cranky Chris. If you want to look up somebody that's always in a foul mood, look him up on Facebook. Christopher Cruz, ladies and gentlemen, befriend him. Flood him with friend requests and tell him I sent you, and I can't wait to hear his response to it. But, oh, but Cruz was fun to work with and uh, had a couple other good partners. Brendan Baxter, of um, you know, a lot of people knew him as time in Global Wrestling Federation and later on USWA in Memphis. And then Matt Rhodes, who's uh, very well spoken announcer, mostly in East Tennessee. Most people know him from there, but he had a, a good run in different places too. So uh, that's kind of, yeah, just knowing Matt and meeting him and got plugged in there. Okay, well, you said we fast forward, so let's go back a little bit. Uh, you were in that Gateway uh, Championship mm-hmm. Wrestling. And then what did you do in between that and getting into uh, TCW? Sure, yeah. A few, a few stops on the way to get to TCW. So uh, after Gateway, I've been there about nine months or so, and, and an opportunity presented itself to get uh, connected with Memphis Championship Wrestling, which at the time was a developmental territory for the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. And so they were doing a show. A guy named Kelly Warner was kind of local promoter, boots on the ground, to do a show in Kennett, Missouri. It got moved to Rector, Arkansas. Long story there, but – we could take this whole podcast, but we won't do that. But uh, got connected there and got a tape to the promoter, Terry Golden. Blew his phone up, probably annoyed him like crazy. Hey, man, can I get a tryout? Can I get a tryout? Probably the time was thinking, uh, this is this is falling on deaf ears. Nothing's going to happen. And, of course, you know, what happens next? You get the phone call. Yeah. And Terry said, be in these two towns, Ripley and Covington, Tennessee, one weekend in February of 2001. And I got to, got to try out and got to be a ring announcer on the local crew with the developmental. I didn't have a developmental contract, but I was actually working with guys like Daniel Bryan, Lance Cade, Spanky, um, Umaga, oh, wow. Victoria, okay. Joey Abs, uh, Pete Gas, Mean Street Posse fame. You know, there was a lot of good, a lot of WWF guys down there, either under contract in the past that had been moved down there or were under a future deal like a, a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. And, you know, you got to work with them every weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Bobby Eaton, one of my best friends, you know, he passed away this past yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but he ended up, that's how I met Bobby was through Memphis Championship Wrestling. So Memphis lasted six or seven months, and then they had lost a developmental deal, and everybody went their own different ways. And um, so I just would work some of the independents in southeast Missouri and in northeast Arkansas, western Tennessee. And, uh, actually started a promotion in, with a couple of partners. Jeff Odell uh, was a financial backer, contributor to that. Kelly Warner and myself, we partnered up on a promotion technically under uh, Jeff's name. And so he he was uh, the technical owner, but we were kind of a, a trio partnership there. Okay. Lethal Attitude Wrestling name I came up with for that group, a little different. Yeah. Like the law, L-A-W. <laughs> uh, so we, we held a big show one time, um, Popper Bell, Missouri, loaded with talent, Jerry Lawler, Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, 2003, mm-hmm. and did that. So did the L-A-W thing for several months and was just not seeing eye to eye. And I, you know, point fingers is all of us, our own versions of what should be. And so – Bobby Eaton had just moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and so then I got a chance to connect with him and started handling his bookings. So I went from, mm. you know, announcing, managing, a little bit of promoting, and then uh, connected with him and sort of became his trial, or actually did become his booking agent to some degree. Others would help too, but, yeah. um, and then, you know, he would stay with me at different stretches of time, but kind of moved into that role. And then, I, you know, I'd still work myself to do some announcing, managing, 
promoting here and there. So all the way through that. But another promotion, probably another standout one, I guess, was in Columbus, Mississippi. It was run, run by – Guy named Joel Gillentine, and his, he was partnered up with Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, so, okay. Funny, uh, you, I know we talk about some road stories here, but uh, yeah. Bobby was booked on the car with Dennis Condry, Midnight Express, of course, had just gotten back together. This was about 2004 or five in that era. Uh, so they were booked on a card. Well, the Robert Gibson, for his announcers, had a couple local television station guys scheduled, and they didn't make it or something fell out last minute. And so we're on the way to the show and Bobby's on the phone and said, Hey, uh, who Robert Gibson, his name, you know, who is his nickname, but it's like, who needs a, needs an announcer or something. You know, I me, mean, I, mean, I was dressed. I didn't have my entire suit and tie and that sort of thing, but I, you know, I was business casual. I always dress business casual to stuff. So yeah. I could play the part. So I ended up uh, working solo on that card. A lot of good talent were, was involved with that. Like I said, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Jimmy Golden or Bunkhouse Buck, Tom Pritchard, Doug Gilbert. I mean, there's a lot of different names. Bill Dundee yeah. that came through that. So got to announce there and be part of the announce team for that for about six or eight months. And so, again, different different promotions. Uh, Stretch ran my own company, Ringside Championship Wrestling. First run was in uh, 2009 and 10. Had a series yeah. of shows with a financial backer there. And then later on did just myself a few shows over the last three years or for a three year stretch. So all that, of course, you know, part of the Bobby and, and as far as his partner is a travel agent, that sort of thing, booking him around. And then uh, in, in, in that process, TCW came along and we, we all participate in that. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You sound like you. Quick, quick. Uh, you you know a lot of people. Cliff Notes version. You know a lot of people. It sounds like you've been around a lot of great talent, a lot of great stars that from the mm-hmm. 80s and, and, and 90s that, you know, are considered legends today. I mean, you mentioned Lawler, Jarrett, Nash, uh, Dundee, uh, you, Sounds like you were exposed to a lot of great guys. Yeah. yeah, very fortunate, you know, to work with a lot of good talents. Tracy Smothers is another one. I miss him, too. He just passed away a year ago yeah. here recently. Yeah. It's the one-year anniversary, but got to work with Tracy. I I said, I really need to sit down. You know, if, I, if I'm looking back and saying some of the things I regret, I, I shouldn't have te- been like Jim Cornette was and, and took meticulous notes on everything you did, the house, and some of the houses were negative numbers, but anyway – uh, you know, look back and do some of that sort of thing where I just kind of, you know, kept better records. At first I did, I think I kept all my bookings, you know, I worked here and I made this $5 here, this $10 there, whatever. 
then you kind of get out of the groove. But man, you're right. I, I got the chance to work with so many legends that I grew up watching, and, and yeah. really, the cool thing was that, that being with you know Bobby Eaton's associate and partner and friend, or however you want to look at it, you know, as far as our friendship there, you know, and the travel agent or whatever title you want to put, it, one of my best friends, of course, yeah. uh, in life in general, but. Uh, being, you know, associated with him and walking into a locker room, you've got a whole different level of respect. And that's not taken away from anybody else. It's just yeah. they don't even know you, and automatically they give you a different, you know, you're automatically cool in their eyes because you're hanging out with beautiful Bobby and y'all are friends. So yeah. uh, that was an awesome, you know, thing to have. And, he, you know, he he helped me meet Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan the same night in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2008. And you're like wow. – for me, that was kind of the the bucket list. I mean, for me, a personal bucket list. Those are the guys. Yeah. I was a Hulkamaniac and a, and a fan of the Horsemen, all rode into okay. one in the eighties. Yeah, get me to meet those guys same night and take pictures with them as a quote as a peer in a roundabout way was yeah. you can't really use priceless. So, you know, getting to uh, and of course he made that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've heard a lot. He, of- he's such a kind-hearted soul. You know, he'd be like, hey. uh, Brian, that's Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah, I kind of can tell, you know. I just, you know, get a little starstruck on one, ones like that. So, yeah. I think yeah. one thing I failed to mention on the timeline there, I got to spend three years working for Harley Race in his worldly promotion, oh, yeah, Leland Race. So that was another. See, there's another. I mean, it's just you know, I, I look back and now it's like, I guess I don't get to do these as yeah. often anymore. Yeah, I'm not as active, but you know, it's yeah, it's cool to reminisce. I, in fact, I remember now it wasn't just TCW or WLW. Mm-hmm. And I've went, I've been to some of their shows when they were in, um, uh, Eldon, Eldon yeah. for a while. Uh, and then when they moved to Troy, I went to a couple sure. shows there. That and, may be where you saw me too, because I worked in Troy from four, 2014 to 17. Okay. So I ring announced a lot of those cards. And, yeah. My favorite team there was, uh, was Dave DeLorean. Yeah, Black and Warriors. yeah, Black Hand Warriors. <laughs> Those guys, they're they're a riot. I mean, they were good, but mm-hmm. they also know how to, uh, you know, make you, you know, interested in the show. I guess. Uh, they're good guys. I I met them in that those early days. That I, well, you know, WOW's been around a while, but you know, yeah. I was there in my early days of WOW and you know, 2014 and so forth. So yeah. Enjoyed mm-hmm. working with them. Leland Race, he's great. Stacey yeah. O'Brien, love love them. And uh, yeah. just, you know, I, I see they're still doing some great things. And so yeah. if you're out there listening and can get to Troy or any of their other tour yeah. stops, I encourage you to do so. Yeah. Actually, they had a show this weekend uh, up in Troy on this on uh, Saturday the 6th. I might go. I don't know yet. I'm still contemplating. That's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, so. Mid-States <laughs> Wrestling's another one. I, you know, all these promotions come flooding back that are not too far from you. Yeah. Uh, but Mid-States Wrestling runs in Springfield and Harrison. Okay. Uh, actually, wow. we have a tribute show coming up uh, to Bobby in November, November 20th in Harrison, Arkansas. And that's, I haven't okay. done anything in a while, and that's, you know, that's one of the few things I'll come out of retirement for, as they say. So. Yeah. We'll, see what well all right, I'll have to look at that and see if I can get down there for that. I'd like to I'd like to do that. You know, yeah. you were talking about Bobby. Uh, I had a podcast with uh, a couple months back with Jack Lord. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. And him and Bobby uh, worked together in, in Alabama down there. They were running a promotion. And I've heard nothing but positive and great things about Bobby. And not just from Jack, but from other people. They always say Bobby Eaton was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah too nice, man. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Uh, he he never met a stranger and would help. Yeah. Help anybody out. So. And it was too. It was you know a sad day when he passed away. I mean, his wife had passed away. I mm-hmm. think a month or two earlier. Yeah. Um, and that was just yeah a bad. Bad time, you know, for yeah. a lot of people. And technically, wrestling-wise, I, I ended up being the last wrestling person to see him alive. I, he had gotten out of the hospital, and I went to visit him. And uh, I got to take him home from the hospital. We, you know, He had, had a lot of health issues. Like I say, he stayed with me for many years. And so I, I had made many ER hospital-type visits with him. So that was mm-hmm. almost customary. We kind of had the joke, you know, like, yeah. Here I am again, man. You know, we're we're yeah. <laughs> taking you home from the hospital. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just little did you know that was gonna be the last time. So yeah. encourage everybody to make every moment matter. But yeah, yeah exactly. it was uh, a hard a hard loss, no no doubt about it, and yeah. miss him dearly. So I know a lot of people do that that knew him. Yeah. He touched a lot of lives. Travel yeah. experiences. Let's talk about your travel experiences. I know you uh you said Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Missouri. Is there any Total been- number of states? It's in the thirties. I think uh, thirty oh, wow. something states. Because and, and I attribute that I attribute twenty five of those to Bobby because twenty five of those that probably wouldn't have happened had I not been associated with Bobby. Let's just leave it at that. So yeah, we would <laughs> We did some ridiculous distances in my car. I, I destroyed cars in the sense that I ran them until they couldn't go any further, and then I went and got a new car. Uh, we would put on the longest trip we ever did was we went from Jonesboro, Arkansas, to Carteret, New Jersey. Oh, my goodness. Which is a 26-hour one-way drive oh. when you include stops and things like that. So we yeah. We had a lot of fun. We, you know, we'd had the stories of the blown out tire at two o'clock in the morning, get coming back from a road trip and yeah. you know, Nashville having to get off an exit late night, two o'clock in the morning, change the tire, you know, all the, the standard fare you hear from any wrestling personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put a lot of miles on the cars and our bodies and everything else, you know, just because you don't realize how. You know, part of the biggest uh, thing in wrestling that beats you up, and I didn't take a whole lot of bumps. I know this is uh, bumps being part of the title of this podcast, but (laughs) I didn't take a whole lot of bumps in comparison to, or not even a fraction to the wrestler, and especially like a Bobby. But man, those just driving for hours upon hours and hundreds and hundreds of miles, thousands of miles, it'll beat you up, and you'll it you just it'll take its toll, and it feels like it's worse once you get out of the loop of doing that when you're in the in the trenches doing that all the time you feel like you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof but man i, I had a took a vacation where we, we traveled about 1400 miles in a week and i i'm i think i'm still recovering from it. i used to do that every weekend <laughs> like and we one time I, somehow he ended up in charlotte i went to meet him in charlotte and doubled up to uh cincinnati ohio that's just kind of oh, crazy wow. road trips but i loved it man i was in my 20s and yeah couldn't wait to hit the road and see the world yeah. or see a big chunk of the world, the United yeah. States anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We traveled a lot. So. Wow. Were you ever in any of the, you know, the, the, like the WWE or NWA or anything like that, where you just saw uh, regional promotion? Yeah. Regional minus, you know, like I said, the closest to anything of any major stature there was that early run in Memphis where it was part yeah. of the, the WWF system. 
Uh, I wasn't like I said under contract like Daniel Bryan or one of those guys, but I was, right. you know, I was like right, the, you know, you, right you figured if this held, you know, of course it was a little bit too much too soon because you kind of get into the uh, comfort zone that if I'm here, they're going to be watching these tapes and eventually they're going to discover you've got something to offer and then you may get something and it, and it, they pulled the plug on Memphis, yeah, or at least that partnership, so yeah. that never materialized. Most of my things were. You know, like you said, getting to, to meet and work with a lot of those legends. Bob Orton, I've managed him a few times, brought him into my own shows uh, in the past. So, okay. you know, just getting to meet a lot of guys like that and work the independence and really travel with Bobby. You know, traveling with Bobby was like its own internal promotion within a, in, you know, amongst yeah. itself because you're just, you're traveling with this guy and handling all his business affairs and so forth from a booking standpoint. So, yeah. yeah. And we had a tag team with Golden Boy Greg Anthony called Midnight Gold for, a couple of years there, it was a lot of fun to do too. So, again, lots of lots of fun with different good promotions, but never, never uh, was under contract anybody yeah. anywhere. But fortunately, had a yeah. good you know good life as far as a plan B. So I was never yeah. at uh, the mercy of whatever the wrestling situation was. So kind of right. always kept made it kind of the the fun plan B where I could pay the bills with the main gig and you know <laughs> yeah. not have to worry about what the Certainly wasn't worried about the payoff because they weren't. I I undercut myself. I was mainly focused on uh, you know working on making sure Bobby was staying busy. So yeah, but yeah, all it was right. a, it was all good. I do it. Do I wouldn't do anything necessarily different. You know, okay. I'd like to have those times back, but I wouldn't do it. You know, oh, yeah. you know, it worked out well for me. Good. Uh, chemistry, obviously, you had a, a great relationship with Bobby Eaton. Uh, any other? wrestlers or maybe a promoter out there that you just clicked with or, or when you did an interview with somebody you just clicked yeah i mentioned you know a lot of good chemistry with chris cruz yeah as a commentary partner matt rhodes same thing there's a lot of guys golden boy as a, as a you know as a partner you know here's a guy that didn't need a manager to talk for him but when we were midnight gold he gave me the, the opportunity to, to say you know, say things on the microphone and, and take that, you know, kind of lead that at times. I mean, sometimes he would run the promo, but a lot of times he would give me, because I'm not going to go in there and perform in the ring even, you know, like he does, but he, right. you know, he'll let me cut the promo. So, you know, chemistry there. Brendan Baxter, I thought, you know, like I said, all my partners on the, you know, in commentary, a guy named John Steele. I mentioned the the run with Robert Gibson. He was a broadcast partner of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started kind of, he connected with us while we were running shows, that LAW promotion I mentioned. A lot of, you know, just I felt like a lot of different guys. I felt like me and Bob Orton had chemistry when, when I managed him a few times and Tracy okay. Smothers and, you know, different kind of chemistries uh, working against people. Like, actually, I'll tell you, one of the matches I felt like really clicked one time for TCW, I think it was either TCW or Matt was just doing some uh, shows at the NWA later on, but hmm. uh, he ran a show where I managed Prince Alfarad, you know, Middle Eastern descent, against uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan on, uh, either on or around the 4th of July. is either 3rd or 4th of July. Yeah. So here I am managing a Middle Easterner around the 4th of July <laughs> against, you know, an, an American hero in Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Uh, we kind of laid out, you know, way this match should go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that was one of the smoothest. Everything just worked like clockwork. We didn't do a bunch of flips and flops or yeah. over-the-top this or that, but – Everything meant something. Everything was over. You know, we did, you know, I ended up jumping on the apron and grabbing Jim. And uh, actually, Bobby and another guy was in 
the corner of Duggan, and so Farad ended up clocking the one guy, and Bobby's checking on him, and he comes to hit Duggan, Duggan ducks, I take the shot, <laughs> and then Duggan ends up hitting a three-point stance, one, two, three, but that was one of the smoothest uh, matches I've ever managed. Of course, uh, my, it was one of my favorite promos where I looked at the audience. There's probably 11, 1,200 people there, and I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Don't you know how to, don't you know how to treat a guest in our country? You know, trying to <laughs> reference uh, Prince Alfred. You know, that got a lot of love. But, no, that's just to name a few, man. I'm, and I'm totally missing uh, a lot of people by, yeah. you know, Again, I've, yeah. been this, I've been in, involved in some capacity wrestling for 21 years, so mm-hmm. you know a lot of chemistry with a lot of different people in different formats and what yeah. they're, you know, what we need to accomplish. But those are just a few of them that stand out. Okay, well, uh, I wanted to ask, do you watch any wrestling now, like the Raw, AEW, Dynamite, anything like that? Do you do? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I still. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm more engaged in it than others, but yeah, I still watch it. I, I still support wrestling. I, I can't tell you that I'm a total fan of yeah. the way things are, uh-huh. but in general, I'm still a wrestling fan and I'm yeah. still supportive. I can look at it from the, the promoters or, or even one of the boys standpoint and say, you know, that's not how I would do it, but they're making a lot more money than I ever did at it. So, I mean, they, they may know more than, or that they do know more than me, of course. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm happy for the talents that get, yeah. you know, an opportunity to uh, work, whether it's WWE or AEW or Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor. I know they're struggling right now, but um, I have yeah. some friends in those places. So I'm just, I'm happy for the talent to have options. And so yeah. uh, I still, you know, read online. If I'm not watching, I, I am staying in touch online as far as what's going on. But usually I have Raw, SmackDown in the background, Dynamite, Rampage, sometimes catch MLW, uh, NWA, Trevor Murdoch's another guy. I keep, I, yeah, Trevor, and he's speaking right down the road, you know, a guy not far from us, but Trevor yeah. traveled some with Trevor. I uh, did a couple of bookings with him. Uh, you know, was the time I was, you know, he sets up most of his own days, but I had a couple opportunities come up, so help, you know, book that. And we traveled to Mississippi a couple of times, and so good guy, and I'm happy to see all the success he's having now as the NWA yeah. champion. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah. support that NWA. Watch that on Fight TV. I don't have the paywall, but it's I mean five bucks. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, uh, so it's not a not that's a, a ticket. Of, yeah, you know, so that's not a ticket of, to the show. Yeah, and that's to me that's that's one of those times where I, you know why are you spending some money on this? Well, I'm glad to see. It. I know where it's going. Yeah, it's going to that talent that's there, and one yeah. of them I know pretty well, like Trevor. So yeah, yeah. So I still do. You know, it's. It's not – I'm not the where I was when I was a kid. I couldn't yeah. live without it. Yeah. You know, I would watch – like, I couldn't wait to watch it or everything that came on, so I'm not like that. Right. So, yeah, I'll go months, long time, and, with it, and I don't really follow, like, Impact right now, but I yeah. still, you know, still check out stuff. I, I like that. Yeah. I do like the fact that network and all the old stuff that's there to see for the first time or see yeah. with a different set of eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm like you. I – I'm I'm older than you. I'm I'm about ten years older than you, and and I I kind of have the same perspective. I'm not into it like I was. Uh, it's just changed a lot, and a lot of people have it, it different. Yeah, there you go. That's the that's a good word for it. No difference word I'll stick with. I don't want to say bam. Right, and a lot of people that I've talked to, uh, you know, they don't enjoy it. 
as much, so they don't watch. Some of the older guys I've talked to, uh, right. they just don't even watch anymore. They said, I can't, I can't do it. And I understand that. I mean, times change, people change, uh, they got to evolve right. with the business or, you know, it's going to go. And mm-hmm. it's just tough. I mean, you hate to see it because there's a lot of good talent, even down in the, uh, you know, the independence. There's a lot of talent. And, you know, I, like, I went to Crusher Fest a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. up in Milwaukee. I drove yeah. up there and, you know, met Greg Gagne, Jim Brunzel, Eric Bischoff, Medusa, uh, Kenny J. Met them all. Great guys, great people. Uh, went to Crusher Fest, saw the matches. They were they were they were pretty good. I mean, for there, you know, and and uh, but yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. They say it's a what does it call it? One guy called it an exhibition. Now he said, so, <laughs> I don't know, you know about cosplayer trying to play wrestler. It's just different. It, it you know, and it's a different world. You can't you can't get the kind of heat you used to. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Just you know, you would be. They'd be sounding the human resources alarms off left and right, so it is different. Once that cat got was let out of the bag, it's you can't put it back in. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do feel like there, there can still be a different type of presentation. Yeah. Uh, NWA does some of it. I still yeah. think there's some room for more of that type of approach. Yeah. Um, sports, almost like what AEW. Now, there's you know, I will say in the last little bit with some of the additions they've had, AEW's better than I than from the beginning. Yeah, I agree you with could, you. I feel like you could probably pluck one or two good things from each program. If you took a week's worth of all the different wrestling that's on right now, to, at a national level anyway, mm-hmm. you could probably put together one good two or three hour show of all, you know, match or two from Raw or segment or two from Raw, segment from SmackDown, segment from Rampage, Dynamite, all of them. And you could bundle into a really crisp show. Yeah. But as far as for me... Top to bottom, beginning to end, it's just not it's not the yeah. same to me. But I'm not just I'm not knocking people who love it. I mean, they, they have yeah. that right too. I'm yeah. I'm just old fogey. I'm, I'm get off, I've hit the uh, get off my lawn forty, so that's where I'm at right <laughs> now. <laughs> you don't want to know what I say. I'm fifty. Yeah. <laughs> We're just old geezers, man. We, we just, time has passed us by. Yeah. <laughs> Still on the wrestling business. That's the thing about it. It's not yeah. like I said. I'm more from. I'm more aware of the hat of, you know what, not my cup of tea necessarily, but happy for the talents that are able to exactly. cash a check and feed their families. So exactly. That's, that's you know, I don't agree with everything, but if they're getting yeah. good money for what they're doing, more power to them. That's the way I look yeah. at it as well, my friend. All right, one more question. What are you doing now? Or what are you? Uh, do you have any projects going on and, or anything like that? Wrestling wise, no. I mean, it's uh, pretty quiet. I, you know, I'm, you know, I had planned, uh, sadly but true, had planned to do some traveling with Bobby. We were gonna, you know, he had had to cancel a couple of bookings yeah. there when he was getting ill at the at the end there, and so had planned to make those up and working on some other projects with him uh, and the Midnight Express and different things and yeah. some yeah, bookings coming up. But unfortunately, those were were not to be. So for me, I, I haven't really. I don't have anything truly on the horizon, uh, except for this upcoming event for Mid-States Wrestling. They're doing that uh, tribute event to Bobby. So okay. uh, they kind of – they know it's hard to get me off the couch, as they would say, but that was one of the few times I would make an exception. So yeah. 
I'll be in Harrison, Arkansas, November 20th at that event. Uh, look up Men's Stage Wrestling if you're watching this and interested in that event. It should be a pretty it's a pretty good lineup. Space Cowboy Jason Jones and his promotion. Okay. We've worked. Uh, Bobby and I worked for them many times. I'm I'm a I'm curious how it's going to go because I was always you know typically I manage and announce down there sometimes as a heel. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not very well liked in Harrison. It's almost like when I cross that state line. It just brings out the worst side of me. And I don't know what it is and why those picks and hillbillies in Arkansas just can't understand and appreciate the greatness that stands before them when I walk into that building. But for some reason, the stench of those people, the ugliness of their faces, all that combined, when I hit that state, and especially that town of Harrison, it just changes me, man. You see I'm a nice guy in this interview. But uh, once yeah. I get there, I just can't help but point it all out that you. I'm just telling these people the truth and trying to maybe offer them a toothbrush or something of that nature to improve their hygiene, and they just don't get it. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see if uh, I get a warm reception or a booze, or maybe they, you know, it's been a couple of years or so since the last time I appeared there, so they may have forgotten me entirely. So we'll see how it works. Uh, and maybe my... Maybe I will have a different uh, demeanor, and this town won't stink. And maybe they've cleaned it up since I was there last. But I guess you'll have to buy a ticket to see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Out there. there you go. And it, there is a link to that online somewhere, so I can put it on the bottom of the page or something. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, and I, I'm I'm not sure what the exact link, but there is a, a Facebook page and event, I believe, both set up for that particular show. And okay. Um, they have a, they have been running pretty frequently in in Springfield, Missouri, and Harrison, Arkansas. So they're, okay. they're picking up some traction. So okay, well, good. I will. Harrison, man, I don't know. We'll see. He's a good guy in Springfield, not so good in, in Harrison, right? Depends, man. It's just you know, it's like you poke the bear with me. I, I don't get it. I just want I come out and they start booing. I'm like, what is this? I didn't do anything. I just walked out here. So you think? Uh, there you go. All right. Well. Mr. Brian Thompson, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You, you know, you're one of those executives in, in uh, Black League County. Yeah, great things going on here, yeah. We're yeah. Very, very fortunate. So. Yeah, and uh, thank you again for taking time out of your schedule, and I really appreciate it. And, folks, Go to those shows that he was talking about. I'll have it on the link at the bottom of the page. And, uh, Brian, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's been all mine. And I enjoyed the invite, and it's always good to kind of reminisce and talk a little wrestling, as they say. So I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. And, folks, listen for our next episode. Take care. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.